Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Jim Was Cancelled, a Buffy podcast. I am Jess. And I am Stosh. And today we are talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer season two as a whole because we've finished a season. Season two. (laughs) I was just expecting you to be like, yay. (laughs) I wasn't sure what to do. (laughs) That's fine. Uh... Stosh, how are you feeling about the show? I'm liking it. Yeah? Season two is definitely better than season one. Okay. I didn't, I didn't dislike season one, but... Yeah. Overall, I enjoyed it more. Good. We... I think specifically the latter half. Like, I think... Like, I noticed that there was an upgrade in quality when we switched seasons. Yeah. And it's gradually gotten better since. Yeah. And I noticed when I was looking at my notes from, like, when she was bad and, like, Inca Mummy Girl and stuff, I was like, man, like, those weren't bad episodes, but compared to where we're at now... Yeah. It's not, not even kind of close to... They definitely used Monster of the Week episodes to kind of introduce you to everyone. And now we're at a point where we're comfortable with the characters. We know them. We're all friends. And now we're going to just dump a whole bunch of emotional turmoil onto these people. Like half of the episodes are still Monster of the Week, though. Yeah. But it's definitely not introductory. Yeah. Cool. Well, we did reach out and do some polls, just like we did with season one. We asked our audience for their favorite character from season two, the character who most improved, the character who delivered the best lines, the best supporting villain, and the most beloved loss of the season. And some of the answers surprised me, and some of the answers didn't surprise me. (laughs) Well, I haven't looked at the results, so... Yes. I'm not surprised by anything at all. <laughs> well, we'll see if you're surprised by them. Okay. So, starting with favorite character, just like last season, I'm going to ask you what you think people said for favorite character. Okay. For favorite character of season two. There are a lot of options. I, I don't know the community well enough to... Like, based on what our guests have said, I think is the best way I can go. Probably. Uh... Oh my god! Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna say Buffy. I was so I, I was I was rotating between Angelus, Buffy, and Spike, so, are, are who I've heard like the most praise for as a whole. Yeah. So Buffy, Angelus, and Spike were the top three answers. <laughs> All right. But Spike beat out Buffy and Angel by a lot. Oh really? <laughs> yes. Okay. Spike got in total fifty-one votes. Wow. <laughs> this was the one that we got the most answers back on by the way okay spike got 51 buffy got 43 and angel slash angelus got 35 votes oz got a lot of votes drusilla got a lot of votes willow got a lot of votes giles got a lot of votes and then our honorable mentions are kendra jenny calendar xander cordelia ethan rain one person said Snyder, and I didn't get, they did not clarify, and I almost asked them to. Uh, Joyce got a vote. So one person said the judge, which wow. was fun. Um, and then one person said Jonathan, and one person said Dalton the big brain. Wow. All right. So a wide range it is, of it answers. It's cool to get that much variety. Yeah. Wide range of answers, but Spike, Buffy, and Angel slash Angelus got the most votes. What was your answer to that question? I picked Jenny. Did you? Yeah, I liked Jenny a lot. 
And I, I mean, I don't know if I would have picked her if she didn't die, but since it's the one chance I get to pick yeah. her, I definitely did. That's fair. I put Angel slash Angelus, which shouldn't be a surprise at all because he's the reason I loved the season so much. So uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if you picked Willow, Buffy, or Oz either. Yeah, I do. So I'm not like surprised you picked him, but I, I think if I was going to guess what your answer was before you said it, I would have probably said Oz, honestly. Yeah, I did yeah. like Oz a lot, but Oz was fun as a character and for comedic effect. Angel slash Angelus had the most emotion for me this season and did a lot for me in terms of like who I am as a person and who Buffy is as a person and like all of my favorite plot lines. It's really the core of the season. Too. Yeah. Like it just, it, the whole season really once, I mean, I guess even in the buildup, like it really revolved around him. It was mm-hmm. his story. Yeah. As much as it was Buffy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It was definitely their story. Yeah. Most improved. Do you have an answer? And do you have a guess on what the people said? <laughs> um, for my guesses would probably either be Cordelia or and Angel slash Angelus because he went through such a huge character arc in it. Uh, I'm going to guess Angelus. So Cordelia actually Damn was it. the correct answer. She won with 16 votes. Angel slash Angelus got two votes, so he was an honorable mention. Okay. Willow comes in second at 11 votes. Spike comes in third with four. All right. <laughs> and then the other honorable mentions are Giles, Buffy, and Oz. Who was your Who was your pick? I picked Cordelia. Did you? Yeah. Um, I kind of picked Cordelia, but I also kind of lumped in Xander because I also just like them as a couple. Too. Yeah. And so kind of as a couple and just Cordelia herself both, I I feel, are the most improved. Um, Yeah, that's fair. I felt like Cordelia improved a lot in season one, and she did continue to grow in season two, but... She did improve a lot in season one. I think I voted for her in season one, too. But I think... I I still think she's gone a lot farther in season two than she did in season one. Yeah. I picked Willow, personally, because... I feel like Willow had the most drastic change from season one to now in, in who she is and her confidence and, you know, just kind of understanding herself a little bit better, letting go of the basic crush that was Xander and um, her confidence when it comes to teaching, her confidence when it came to, to kind of taking charge, which we saw in early season two and just continued to solidify throughout the season. So that's why I put Willow as my pick. I mean, Willow's a totally fair answer. Like, I guess I kind of in my head was thinking she hadn't really gone through that much since the start of season two because she grew a lot in season one. Yeah. But even just hearing you now talk about it, I was like, no, like we've had a few episodes that like revolved around her growing and like, like I'm thinking of like Halloween in particular. Yeah. Like that was like a uh, like a milestone episode for yeah. her. So it, she's totally a, a real answer. Yeah, well, and Cordelia is too. I wasn't oh, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, no, to say anything about that because she, Cordelia grows. She she had the most growth potential, I think, in terms of starting out in season one, episode one, as the mean, basic girl that everyone hates, to being a part of the group and being friendly and just opening herself up. And she had that huge moment and bothered, bewitched bothered and bewildered or yeah I, I was gonna say she also <laughs> had episodes revolving around her growth and like that particularly is a good milestone episode for her 
I think she had already grown to where she was in that episode, but it's a good, like, you you see it, and they solidify it. Yeah. Like, this is who she is now. Yeah. Well, and she won the episode when it came to Go Fish. Like, she was the yeah. one redeeming quality in that episode, so we gotta give her props for that, too. Yeah, especially as someone who, like, I remember in the early season when I hated her, so. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, all right. Who delivered the best lines of season two? Do you have a guess on what our audience picked? Oh, it could be anyone. All the lines in this show are so fucking great. I, uh, I'm just gonna say Xander, but I like. I mean, it could be Willow. It could be Buffy. Like, I. It could be Giles. There are so many potential. It's. It's got to be someone who's around consistently. But. Yeah. Yeah, so Xander was not mentioned. He doesn't even Dang. get an honorable mention, which is sad. I think that Xander has a little bit of bias against him, though. Because uh, people tend to hate on him a lot. Yeah, so That's fair. he's probably not who people automatically think of. The winner was Buffy. Okay, yeah, she, I mean, she has... She has three votes. Uh, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> the numbers really dwindled there. They did drop significantly. Um, the other honorable mentions are Willow, Spike, Oz, Giles, and Cordelia. I'll also yeah, got I'm not surprised by any of them being on the list. Yeah. Who was your best line? Um, uh, I couldn't pick between Xander and Oz. Okay. I, I picked both. Okay. Um, I just, I think consistently both of them make me laugh the most or I relate to them the most and I find myself most often picking their lines for our quote section. Yeah. I definitely also am often picking Willow and Buffy, but yeah, if I had to pick for you, I would guess you're going to say Oz. So I didn't actually say Oz. I said Giles. And the reason I... I'm not I... surprised by that at all. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't pick Oz. I'm not surprised you picked Giles. Though. I that thought Oz was going to be my pick. Um, He definitely was on the list, but I basically went through my quotes for the entire season and Giles consistently popped up as like having my favorite quotes. So that's how I picked him. Okay. So. I mean, that makes sense. I didn't think to do it that way. I just, I kind of thought about who I often quote and I was like, those are the two that resonate with me the most. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, all right. Best supporting villain. Can you give me like a list to pick from for guesses? Like I know who I have, but. I will give you the list that I gave everyone else. And when I put this out there, I did specifically say options include but are not limited to because I wanted other people to feel like they could give me answers if I forgot any. And did they? Uh, yes, Perfect. they did. But the ones I put are the anointed one, Daryl. <laughs> Supporting villain, yeah. <laughs> well, Sheila, Ampada, Ethan Rain, Ford, Dalton, Ted, Egbert, Tector and Lyle, The Judge, Kane, Der Kinderstad, and Coach Carl. I'm gonna guess the the brothers, uh, Lyle and Tector and Lyle. Tector and Lyle. Tector has a better name. I don't know how I forgot that. <laughs> But that's going to be my guess. They did not get mentioned. All right. Well, I'm going to be honest. That was a shot in the dark. I have no idea. So the answer that people gave was Ethan Rain. Okay. Which I honestly felt like was an obvious choice for me, like from my perspective. Um, you do often really enjoy Ethan Rain. <laughs> well, he, was, he showed up in two episodes, you know, like they liked him so much they brought him back immediately. And I he's got that whole... Fair. He's got all of the sexual tension with Giles, and he's just, he was a fun supporting villain, in my opinion. That's fair. Is that who you picked? Uh, it is who I picked. Okay. He won with 13 votes. Dirk Kinderstad came in second 
with four votes. <laughs> I was going to say with like two. <laughs> no, he got four. And then Ford got three votes, as did Drusilla. And I didn't put Drusilla on mm. my list because I felt like Angel Spike she- and Drew... Are the main villains? Yeah, we're the main yeah. villains. Spike got two votes. <laughs> I think it's like I agree with you. Like I think I yeah. would put them on a main recurring villain thing, but I could see I could easily see justifying someone saying yeah that they're supporting villains and Angelus is the main villain. I I do so. consider when I think about the big bad of season two, I say it's, it's Angelus. So I mean, it has to be. Yeah, I didn't discount it when they were voted, but that's why I didn't put them on the original list. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but they each got some votes, uh, and then some honorable mentions were the judge and um, Umpada, and then two people put Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> yeah, so do I. <laughs> And I knew you'd get a good chuckle. I did think about guessing the judge just because you said someone said he was their favorite character. But I I don't know. I didn't. I figured maybe only one or two people said that, so he wasn't going to be my guess. Yeah. But then I, I guess someone who got zero votes, so. Yeah. I do have a, a special comment that I want to share from the best supporting villain. One person put, personally, I liked that Ford was such a hard pill to swallow for Buffy. Umpata probably because she was a crush of mine. And then they said that they weren't sure that that should count. So they picked Ford over Umpata. But I specifically called out that a direct quote on our podcast was me saying that I like my villains to look like David Boreanaz. So I feel like it's a valid reason to choose a villain as your favorite. I agree 100%. That segues nicely into the fact that I picked Umpata. <laughs> Did you? For similar reasons. Because <laughs> she thought she was pretty. She was very pretty. She was uh, gorgeous. It, I mean, it's not just that. Like, honestly, I went through, like, the whole list of, the of like, every episode mm-hmm. in season two and tried to remember who the supporting villain was because it wasn't super easy because it's a long season and we do every other week. So. Right. But, uh, and we're even behind because we missed a couple weeks. But, like, Empata was the only one I remembered immediately when looking at, like, the episode title mm-hmm. and having, like, positive feelings for at all. Right. So, like, it's not just that she was pretty, but also kind of, like, one of the only ones I didn't hate. <laughs> yeah. So, but that said, my reasoning is still there, so. Yeah, I think that, I think it's valid, you know? I think she was, she was a very interesting, I didn't, I don't love that episode, but she was a very compelling supporting villain, I think, because she was mirrored with Buffy in a lot of ways. Um, I forgot, so when people said who delivered their best lines, we did get three lines of like who was people's overall favorite line of the season. Um, mm. One person, when they put Willow, said, this is my resolve face from Becoming. I, I do remember one. that one. One person who put Buffy said, you won't tell anyone I'm the Slayer, and I won't tell anyone that you're a moron. I don't remember that line. That is from when she was bad, when Cordelia says, your secret's safe with me. Okay. And then Xander and Willow were like, wow, Buffy's being really mean. And I, was, I remember in my head being like, calling someone a moron doesn't feel that mean, but... <laughs> All things considered. I feel like in our episode I said that. Too. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, I agree. Like calling someone, I mean, I guess I'm also being mean to my friends is my love language. So. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then the last quote is, it's a big rock. I can't wait to tell my friends. They don't have a rock this big, which is Spike. Right. I think you told me that line earlier today and I didn't remember who it was. <laughs> Did I? And I've forgotten since then. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun line. Uh, that is a fun line. I do like it. I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, it's when they first pull out the tomb of Akathla in. It must have been in Becoming. 
I mean, if the, the Tomb of Akathla is involved, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't picture him saying that now. Yeah, he's in, he's still pretending like he needs the wheelchair and uh-huh. everything. Yep. All right, and then our last poll question is the most beloved loss of the season. I mean, I bet you can guess mine. <laughs> I bet you can guess everyone else's. Uh, it's either the same as mine or it's Angel. But I, I'm honestly, that was my guess was people are gonna say Angel or Angelus. Oh really? Uh huh. Well, it was. But Jenny, I think, is going to be... Well, now, that, based on your reaction, I think it's going to be Jenny. It is but, Jenny. She got 22 votes. Yeah. Angel... Me and 22 of my homies. <laughs> <laughs> Angel got 10. Okay. So, and then the only other mention is Kendra. Yeah. She got two votes. I mean, I get it, but she was such a minor character, it's hard to... Yeah. Like, it really feels like that question, like you're picking either Angel or Jenny. It, uh, yeah. But even if there were other options, I obviously would have picked Jenny. Yeah. My answer was Angel. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jenny did feel like the obvious choice. It doesn't surprise me at all that anyone picks Jenny. Right. Um, I think, unfortunately, I just loved Angel more and felt like Buffy's pain in having to kill him herself was just I mean, especially... That's a, that's a better story, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, also, there's something I wanted to talk about. A while ago, I brought up, it was when Jenny died that... I knew she was going to die because you didn't know the actress's name. And you were like, yeah, I'm like, I, this was the first episode I saw with her. So I never really cared when she got introduced. And you said that you didn't think that would be the case if that was true for Oz. But I also, you've talked about how like you knew Oz was a werewolf. Like clearly that's going to come up again later because you thought he just always was. And so like you'd, you'd seen him before this episode and I wonder I really wonder if he only had his appearances up to the episode where Jenny dies and he died instead if you would feel the same connection you do it's possible that I wouldn't I don't want to discount that because you never know and to say that like obviously it's hard to like peer into this alternate universe right but and to say that I didn't care like I was obviously very sad when they killed Jenny I was sad for Giles I liked her as a character you know, so it's not to sit there and be like, I didn't, I didn't feel anything because I knew it was coming on. You right. know, <laughs> I also knew Angel was going to die when I watched Becoming a few weeks ago and I still cried. Right. <laughs> so. No, I just think like from the perspective of if you, like if you just saw Oz die before you'd seen any other episode with him, then as you kept watching later when he showed up, you could have like just maybe not as enjoyed him as much because you didn't you weren't willing to build that emotional connection to him yeah it's like obviously angel's gonna come back somehow he gets his own show that's what you started with so even knowing angel died in this episode you had some emotional attachment to him that was gonna resonate unless his show takes place in hell i, I don't think it's gonna but <laughs> fair enough <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't know. He got sucked into an alternate universe. It's really like he died, quote unquote, but he died because he was the only one who got sucked into the hell dimension that Akatha was going to send everyone else into. Yeah, that's true. So it depends on your definition of death, I guess. That's a good point. Either way, the point is, I guess I'm just saying that watching it out of order, I think, had an effect on you. And it was just, I just felt like the conversation got sh- cut short when we talked about it in the episode where it happened. Yeah. And I remember editing it and being like, I want to keep talking about this. Yeah, so. no, that's fair. I think that that's really fair. I don't know. Yeah. Because I do f- I do personally feel like, objectively speaking, I enjoyed Oz and the episodes he's been in so far more than I enjoyed Jenny. And I, I think that's true. I think he's more your type of character. But 
That being said, Jenny and iRobot Eugene was amazing. And I just feel like it wasn't even that they char- they shifted her character so much, but just like her part in the show got shifted a little bit when she became just Giles's girlfriend, you know, because we didn't get a lot more on the techno pagan part. And like they there was a lot that they could have explored with that character that I'm sad we kind of lost because the quippiness between her and Giles was what was really fun when we first met her. That's true. I mean, I definitely think like originally when she first showed up, I really liked her because of the techno pagan thing and her relationship, budding relationship with Giles. They just had a chemistry I was really into. Yeah. But like, I do think it's more her personality than any storylines she's been in since that I've enjoyed. Yeah. Like definitely a key memory of mine is the, is bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. Mm -hmm. I remember calling out, I I particularly liked her in that episode because of Robia Scott's uh, acting choices. And I thought she really nailed the character and did like funny things that made me laugh. Yeah. That like she, like, like line reads that I didn't think someone else would have done that way. Yeah. So oh, no, I think I, that's a huge part of my affinity for the character. Yeah. I think and she I'm, has a lot of chemistry with a lot of the characters that I just enjoy. I yeah. Think. But like I said, her storyline is not the best. Um, well, I'm obviously not a fan of the like Romani curse thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's just a racist plot line from the 90s. Yeah. I think I did. I did like that they kind of kept it or that at least brought it back near the end with her writing code with a curse in it and like going to get the... Um, the orb, orb of Thessala of Thessala and stuff but it definitely took a break and there was a while where she was just Giles's girlfriend and like I remember being like particularly frustrated when she got possessed and I was like okay you're also into like dark arts like that's right not, like I mean it sucks like it's a traumatic thing I'm not yeah to brush that off but I, I remember being like okay come on you know what I mean yeah yeah and that's it for the poll question <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and Switch it over now to ranking each episode of season two from least favorite to favorite. And we'll reveal our favorite quote from each of those episodes. As we rank them? As we rank them. Um, going into the ranking of the episodes, I would like to say that I'm not super hard set on this exact order. I'm not either. As much as like, I definitely have, like there's sections like... Yeah. Like my bottom five are definitely my bottom five. Yeah. And like my top five are my top five. But. I definitely broke it out into like fives as well. Yeah. And like I definitely like put them in order and then was like good enough and didn't like um, second guess myself as I ranked them. So there were there are probably some that I would flip flop in hindsight, but I'm not going to. I'm going to just do it how I did it because I went with my gut, you know? So the way I did it was I looked them up in order and I like typed out like when she was bad was first. Mm-hmm. And then next was... Um, some assembly required mm-hmm. and I was just like well do I like it more or less and there you spoiler go. lord I liked it more so I put it above <laughs> and then uh the next one was um school hard so I was like okay where does that fit in this ranking now right and I just went down the list that works so it just wound up into chunks because I was like okay ultimately I at least like this episode better than this one so that's yeah. where it's gonna go that's fine. So that being said, what was number 20 Go on your fish. ranking? Oh, what? <laughs> I know. That's so surprising. That's <laughs> yeah, fucking weird, isn't it? Was yours also Go Fish? Mine was also Go Fish. Yeah. <laughs> what was your quote from Go Fish that you liked the best? Nice tap. What, did they run out of Tweety Bird? <laughs> Mine was like an Oreo cookie. <laughs> That's a fun one. I even, even looking over my notes again, I chuckled when I read that one. <laughs> What's your number 19? Just like Buffy's sass, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. And shit talking someone's tattoo. That's so brutal. <laughs> uh, number 19 was Bad Eggs. What? I know. Mine was, also, these... mine was also Bad yeah. Eggs. <laughs> I believe you. 
What was your quote? So Buffy says, did Mr. Whitmore notice I was tardy? And I think it's Willow replies with, I think the word you're searching for is absent. <laughs> tardy people show. <laughs> yeah. That could be a Xander quote. My picture. I think they, the I moving. think both said parts of it. I could see that too. Either way. That's mine. Mine from Bad Eggs is, this is all your fault. How? <laughs> Her, I do like that. Her indignation that an evil vampire would blame her for another vampire dying was just, it was, it tickled me. That is funny. All right. What was your number 18? Uh, my number 18 was when she was bad. Huh. We uh, differ a little bit there because my number 18 was killed by death. Yeah, we did. We did differ. Okay. So your number 18 was when she was bad. Yeah. I just remember like. Being off put by Buffy's attitude in the episode, and I just don't look super fondly back on that. Like, yeah, obviously, as you know by me ranking it so low, as I was going through, I put when she was bad, and then the next one went above it, and the next one went above it, and the next mm-hmm. one went above it for the whole season until yeah. Bad Eggs. So, like, I, I don't like particularly hate the episode, but it definitely just, I just didn't resonate with it. I do skip when she was bad, like, every watch through. <laughs> so, you? yeah, so don't think that I like think that's a bad choice because I don't. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it just we finally differed. So, I, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, go fish and bad eggs suck. Yeah. So, sorry, like, investigating angels podcast, you are not getting any justice for bad eggs today. <laughs> <laughs> True. But it's it's just you know everyone knows our feelings on those if they listen to our episodes when right. she was bad. Um, and killed by death. I mean, I'm guessing your biggest reason is just the gross monster. Yeah, I was not a bulge. fan of Dirk Henderson. He just really grossed me out. I didn't like the. Con, like I just felt like a really random plot line in listening to part of the Becoming Buffy podcast on this episode apparently it was originally supposed to be earlier in season two and Angel what had his soul still so they had to rewrite parts of it which is why um, he felt like such a random like insert either you or Chelsea brought that up in our episode oh, okay I think it was her I it think, was, it I was think probably she, Chelsea I think she saw that I am on IMDB yeah so it just felt really random I didn't really feel it like I said when Chelsea picked that episode I was like, what episode is that? And I like looked it up and I was like, why? Because <laughs> yeah. I just, I yeah. forget that episode whenever I can. I, I remember when we walked out of uh, recording about it, you had disliked it significantly more than I had. Yeah. I didn't love it, but I, I definitely didn't wa- like walk out with like, ugh. Yeah, that's fine. What was your favorite quote from when she was bad? It was a friend's dream and she doesn't remember it. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. What, uh, what's your favorite line from Killed by Death? Tact is just not saying true stuff. I'll pass. Spoiler alert, that's the one I picked for that one too. It's such a good line. It is. It's it's just fun and a good representation of why Cordy has worked her way into one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, what's your number 17? Reptile Boy. Okay. I just, it was like a whatever episode. I remember at the end I was like, it felt like too easy to get out of. Yeah. And I mean, the whole frat culture, I didn't really care to be watching anyway. Right. It's just whatever. Yeah, that's fair. Your number 17? My number 17 is Inca Mummy Girl. Wow, that's a lot lower than I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, I just, we kind of talked about it, I think, in that in that episode, but mummies are not my jam. Um, oh, I do remember you saying that now that you say it. In hindsight, I think I would flip-flop it with my number 15, because I don't, my 17, 16, and 15, full disclosure, like they're, they're like 
really blurred together for me. And I I skip Inca Mummy Girl anytime I'm doing a rewatch, but watching it with this podcast, I actually appreciated it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So similar to Nightmares, like Nightmares I was kind of meh about. And then when we watched it for this podcast, I ended up mm. liking it a lot more. I do remember that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like that was a throwaway position a whatever episode. <laughs> for it. If I remember right, that was one of the ones we said early on that felt like it should have been in season one. Yeah. So ranking it that low does make sense. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like my I could switch Reptile Boy and when she was bad if I wanted to. I'm not hard set that I think Reptile Boy is better. Yeah. What's your quote from Reptile Boy? In reference to orgies, uh, Xander saying, why am I not on the mailing list? <laughs> That's funny. My Inca Mummy Girl quote is, that girl... Who is she? Because it's the first time Oz sees Willow. Oh, yes. And I it do was a very uh, powerful scene for me because he was not interested in Impata. He wanted to know who Willow was. All right, what was your number 16? Some assembly required. What? Is that yours too? Yes. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's so funny because our, our season one rankings, I feel like, were vastly different. In I most remember, places. I think it was like some were like spot on and then some were like, like there were episodes you hated that I loved and vice versa. Yeah. Because like I remember ranking Angel super low and you ranked it high and I ranked Nightmares high and you ranked it lower. We're uh, three out of five so far on our rankings. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I don't even remember some assembly required as I'm looking at my list. I remembered it when I like wrote the list. Yeah. But- it's the it's the oh, it's the, the Frankenstein monster yeah. one. Yeah, okay. That episode was whatever. The episode that ruined my girl for me <laughs> as a song. Mm, that's right. <laughs> yeah, like I thought it was a neat monster of the week, but I remember like I just have very neutral feelings towards it. I don't yeah. I don't really have any more to say on it. Like that's whatever, fine. it was fine. What was your quote? Do I dissect your segues? <laughs> I don't remember that quote. I think Xander said it to Buffy. Yeah. If I remember right. He made a segue to something. Yeah. She, she was like, what? It, it might not even have been Buffy that said it. I don't remember. Yeah. I didn't rewatch it. I just, I, I saw that written down. And I was like, oh, I do remember that being funny. Yeah. Mine is, did you just say date? You noticed that, huh? Mm-hmm. Which I loved both times that it was said when he's because the second time I think he says, did you just say second date? And she was like, you noticed that, huh? But just that whole Giles and Jenny saved that episode for me. okay? so for all of the smack I've talked about her. I mean, I think we know you enjoy their relationship. Yeah. You don't care as much about her as a character. I, I, I care about Angel more than I care about her, but I do care about her. Sure. You know, it's like you care about your children more than your dog. We still care about your dog. Yeah. Not that I'm saying Jenny Calendar is the dog. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone thinks you mean she's a dog, that's they're reading too much into it. Okay. I think the the metaphor is clear there. <laughs> What's your number fifteen? Uh, Ted. Okay. I think that's the first one that I don't think completely sucked. Yeah. Like it was fine. I didn't love it. Obviously, it's my number fifteen out of twenty. Yeah. But it's just not one I'd want to go back to. I guess. Yeah. I remember I hated the twist that he was a robot. <laughs> A lot. Actually, I did hate this episode. <laughs> Just That's funny. Like, and I was, that was like the specific reason why, because it took me through a whole emotional roller coaster just to like, for it to not matter. Yeah. And I mean, Ted as a person was a terrible person and it was just, it was a frustrating watch. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Because I love John Ritter, who I know you don't know who that is, but because I loved him. I mean, he was Ted. He was Ted, but you haven't seen him in anything else. If we were talking about this and you said something about John Ritter, I would not remember he was Ted. (laughs) But because I love him, Ted got a little bit higher up on my list. 
the number 15, but I also did not enjoy that episode at all. Yeah. So what's your number 15 then? My number 15 is when she was bad. Okay. So not, not much higher than yeah. I put it. And I, I pro- like, like I said earlier, I probably could have switched it and Inca Mummy Girl on my list and had when she was bad at number 17, 17. some assembly required at 16 and Inca Mummy Girl at 15. I just, like you said, like Buffy's whole attitude in it was just kind of like off-putting for me. The whole thing just kind of felt meh. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if we're being honest, when I try to remember that episode, I don't even remember what happened in it. I just remember Buffy being irritating. Yeah. And I understand that she died and is going through trauma. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to be too mean about it, but also watching it, like, I'm like, I don't care like this i feel like it was yeah i feel like it was a weird way for them to have her quote-unquote deal with her trauma and i'm not trying to say that people don't lash out when they're dealing with their trauma but i just feel like it was a funky portrayal yeah so i get it i mean no one's ever died and come back so yeah it's like no one's relating to that episode right (laughs) Right. i guess at least directly. I mean, I'm sure someone was like, I, someone related to the way she felt without yeah. it being a one-to-one comparison, but what was whatever. Your, what was your quote for Ted? Uh, My quote for Ted was, so it, it's like more of a scene than a quote, I guess, but Giles says the guilt, it's pretty hard to bear. And Cordy says, I guess you should know since you helped raise that demon that killed that guy that time. <laughs> and really what my favorite quote is, Giles responded that with, do let's bring that up as often as possible. <laughs> The irritation Giles felt at Cordelia progressively, like obviously he had issues with her in the puppet show, so it's been consistent the whole time. Yeah. But it's been enjoyable the whole time. It has. No, that was hilarious. <laughs> Come on, tact guy. And I mean, I get the frustration. Like, <laughs> goddammit. My quote for when she was bad is, you really have faith in those kids, don't you? Yes, I do. Weird. <laughs> That was Giles and Snyder. I do remember that. <laughs> Snyder was like, I smell expulsion in jail on Buffy. And Giles was like, maybe you should give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> it's just a fun well, scene. <laughs> Giles cares about her as a person. Yeah. And Snyder just fucking hates her for some reason. <laughs> he hates everyone. Uh, yeah. Fuck Snyder. God, I hate him. <laughs> well, it's your number 14. Um, Surprise. Okay. The judge being released because he fucking, I mean, it's more the next episode is Innocence, Innocence. right? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when they take care of the judge. Mm Mm-hmm. I know part of why I ranked it so low is just because of how forgettable the judge wound up being and how, how let down I was by him, even if that didn't happen in this episode. That's fine. I'm trying to remember if I had any other reasons for it. Honestly, I guess I just kind of felt like this episode was a little predictable, or not predictable, forgettable. Okay. That's interesting because... it's a huge part of the... Yeah, well, this uh, this is the first time our rankings have been vastly different, because I definitely did not rank Surprise Low, which won't surprise you, but... No, I remember you liking it. Yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, my number 14 was Reptile Boy. <laughs> Okay. So we have mostly the same. So far, it, I've... At least, like, sectionally. Like, yeah. Like, you disliked a lot of the episodes I disliked. Yeah. Killed by Death is one I disliked that you didn't dislike, and Surprise is one you disliked that I didn't dislike. But other than that, we have cleared out um, a similar yeah. amount. Killed by Death and Income Mummy Girl are ones I have oh, yes. ranked higher than... That's correct. Sorry. Than you. I'm not going to say how much higher, because... That's spoilers, fine. But... <laughs> I guess I haven't given my my ranking for Ted yet, either. So we're two right. different. Okay. Um, what was your quote for surprise? My quote for surprise was, 
See, I like that you're unpredictable. <laughs> that whole scene in general is... It's really good. If, if this was one of the ones where I took pictures of quotes instead of writing them down, I probably would have had the whole... I would have said the whole scene here. And spoiler alert, well, see, I like that you're unpredictable was what I wrote down for my quote for was surprise it? Yeah, as well. Perfect. It's perfect. That's a whole interaction. It's like, really good yeah, and cute. Yeah. When he's like, I'm going to ask you out tomorrow. I'm kind of nervous about it. And she's like, well, if it helps, I'm going to say yes. And he's like, you want to go out tomorrow? And she says, oh, I can't. Yeah, I've posted See, like that. Yeah, I've posted that on my Facebook before. Cause you said that in the episode. Yeah, too. it's one of my favorite scenes. My quote for Reptile Boy is, "Hi, I'm Richard, and you are so not interested." That's good. It's like you tell him, Buffy. Before we move on, did you have any other reasons you wanted to list for Reptile Boy being low? You we kind of covered it. I think okay. it just. Yeah, I'm say it, I'm, I think I feel like your reasons are the same as yeah. mine. So I think I ranked it a little higher than you because I liked. The, like, metaphorical, like, sacrificing things and people for power kind of metaphor that they had going on there. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, but, like, <laughs> like you said, the snake was such a random villain. <laughs> like, yeah. When we talked about it in and our episode. And, <laughs> and just the way they killed it. Like, <laughs> like, I remember watching the episode being like, that killed it? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I it was cut in half. It makes sense. But it just... It was so anticlimactic. Yeah. What about your number 13? My number 13 is School Hard. Interesting. Uh, honestly, I don't even remember what happened in School Hard other than Spike showing up. And I remember like Spike, liking Spike, but... It was parent-teacher conferences, and Buffy's mom hits Spike over the head with an axe, and they all get stuck in the school with the lights off and everything. And I think that's when Spike kills the anointed one. It is when Spike kills the anointed one. And I think part of that is why I ranked it so low. So I was so frustrated that I was like excited to see where the anointed one went. <laughs> and I mean, it was, and I, I, I remember saying this when we talked about the episode, it was cool for Spike and frustrating for the anointed one. Yeah. Here's like a cool new villain, but also what the fuck? <laughs> and I know it's cause he was like too old or whatever. And obviously they had other plans before the season was going to go. Yeah. But yeah, this is definitely a section where I didn't dislike it. It just felt didn't, meh. It just didn't make it up to my, I like it section. Yeah. My number 13 was Ted. Okay. And we went over a lot of that already, but yeah. like I said, it, it was too higher than where you put Ted because of my love for John Ritter, but I sure. thought was it, you know? Yeah, I so. mean, if, if Impata can be my favorite villain, because <laughs> yeah. she's cute, you can rank Ted a little higher, because you like the actor. Yeah, and I'm not attracted to the actor, I just yeah. appreciate him. Sorry, I wasn't trying to <laughs> No, I know, that. I just want to clear the air there. He's like Alan Someone Rickman. else takes me out of... <laughs> Uh, out of context or yeah. something. He's like Alan Rickman. I just love him. Are uh, you not into Alan Rickman? No. What is your quote for School Hard? My quote for School Hard. Have some lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, my quote from Ted is, I don't take orders from women. I'm not wired that way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that just emphasizes why I don't like that episode. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> just encompasses the terribleness of that episode i think <laughs> my number 12 your number 12 yes is lie to me interesting is there a reason i know there was a reason give me a minute to think about what lie to me was i liked that episode just fine i think i just liked everything i placed above it more yeah yeah there's not i didn't have like a thing where i was like this needs to go down did, here did it you was... rank it low because of ford revealed that buffy liked her oreos dunked in apple juice <laughs> No, I don't. I forgot that happened. <laughs> that said, that's disgusting. <laughs> so I remember gross. it now that you've said it, and I hate it. But 
That's definitely that wasn't in my thought process. <laughs> but goddamn. <laughs> yeah, th- I th- this was I think kind of the line of neutrality, I guess. Yeah. Um, I remember like Ford was whatever uh, a whatever character himself. Mm-hmm. I liked the like goth club in it. Yeah, and the characters. Just yeah, just because I kind of remember high school. Yeah. So like. <laughs> And how it was kind of like that. Yeah, it was. Our high, our high school experience is a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't really have much negative to say about it. It's yeah. Just, it, I just liked everything else better. My so. number 12 was school hard. Oh, okay. One better than mine. That's yeah. funny. Would you like to elaborate? I don't like school hard, like, hardly at all. Um, so I, you don't like Spike, so. Oh, it's not even that I don't like Spike, because Spike was, like, I just don't like him. And I don't like how much the fandom likes Spike. It was very rough for me when the internet forced me to continue to put tally marks next to Spike's name under favorite character. That's funny. <laughs> it was a testimony to my strength and integrity as a podcaster <laughs> because I just I just don't see it. And that's fine. I don't have to see it, you know? I think it's one of those things where you like what you like. Yeah. Um <laughs> I mean, I obviously like him a lot more than you do, so. Yeah, but Spike was very entertaining in School Hard. I think I don't really like Snyder's and Joyce and Buffy having, like, to come close to the whole thing. I mean, our podcast made it fun because we got to talk about PCP and the fact that it's not a liquid, but I just... I mean, in theory, it could be. (laughs) Whatever. I don't care. (laughs) I don't need to know that much about PCP in my real life, but it just was a met episode for me. You don't want to do angel dust? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't want angel to be dusted. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... It's going to get me fucked up like Tails the Fox. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's a star bomb reference. <laughs> I, I bet no one who listens to this podcast will get that reference. But well, you'd be surprised probably. We'll see. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. What was your quote for Lie to Me? Oh, that's what that song's about? <laughs> That's a good... In reference to... I Touch The myself. Vinyls? Is that what that band is? I Touch Myself is yeah. the song, I know. The, the song I think of is that song from Austin Powers. <laughs> yes, you showed me that scene. It's a good scene. <laughs> Austin Powers does not hold up, but it's I still enjoy watching it. <laughs> My quote from School Hard was, I fed off a flower person and I spent the next six hours watching my hand move. A flower person. Yeah, when Spike was at Woodstock. Oh, okay. <laughs> I say like I like get the reference, but I don't. That makes <laughs> makes sense now. Okay. What's your number eleven? Uh, what's my line? Was my number eleven? Interesting. Yeah. My number eleven was lie to me. I've already said lie to me, right? Yes, one before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're doing a lot right now, okay? I know. It's funny because School Hard was your number 13, and School Hard is my number 12, and And Lie to Me was your number number 12, 12. and it's my number 11. Yeah. So we're very close. That's the one when Angel gets locked up in the cage, Mm -hmm. and like the sun's coming up, but the fucking shadow's going the wrong way so it doesn't kill him. Yeah. And it's the first one with Kendra. And Spike, Willie saves Angel and gives it, hands him over to Spike so that they can do the ritual to restore Drusilla's soul. And Spike has like a building dropped on him. 
a lot more happened in that episode than I remember. I just, honestly, I probably could have ranked it lower than I did. Really? Yeah, now that I'm thinking about all the stuff that happened in it, I remember being fucking frustrated with the whole plot line of Angel being locked in that cage and, like, left to die. And then, like, the fact the sun was going the wrong way on the wall. Yeah. And I I don't know. I mean, Kendra, like, was fine. I, I, I'm very neutral towards Kendra. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it was just a whatever episode. Okay. I definitely... It didn't mean a lot to me. It Overwhelmingly neutral feelings is what I feel. Okay. What was your if, quote? Oh. I was going to say, if I die, tell my wife I said hello. That's a Futurama rip. Oh. <laughs> from the leader of the neutral planet. Oh, okay. Uh, my quote from What's My Line is... Uh, it's that Snyder and fucking Xander are talking shit to each other. <laughs> and this is the like one time Snyder's ever going to have my line. <laughs> but he says, it's worth nothing, Harris. Whatever comes out of your mouth is a meaningless waste of breath. An airborne toxic event. <laughs> like, that's just such a brutal insult. I love it. Like, well, my quote from Lie to Me was, Angel was in your bedroom? Ours is a forbidden love. <laughs> I did consider making that my quote from that episode so it's a very good one yeah and i like that willow was comfortable enough to make that joke to buffy (laughs) no she made it to xander was buffy right there i think she'd walked away already oh but you sure no i thought she made it to buffy no well xander said angel was in your bedroom because he was all jealous over angel again yeah i mean he doesn't like angel we know yeah and that's when willow just was like ours is a forbidden love but i thought she was like look watching buffy walk away when she said that to xander not like interesting not like in a nervous way but just like staring off i obviously didn't rewatch it but i could have sworn at the time i remembered being impressed that she was comfortable enough to make that joke to buffy and that buffy took the joke yeah i don't know which like it is how it should be but you know teenagers are because actually i'm not sure buffy was in that scene because i don't think they told her about angel coming to visit willow until after they'd like gone and checked out the nightclub and stuff i mean i can i feel like i can picture them all standing on the stairwell together where that scene happened well then maybe it did i don't really remember my memory's shit it's been a while since i barely remember most of high school (laughs) like i can remember something four weeks ago lie to me was a while ago lie to me was a while ago All right, are we on number 10 now? We are on number 10. We are halfway through our ranking. My number 10 is Inca Mummy Girl. Interesting, okay. I like I said, like I like I like Empata. I, I I remember mostly enjoying the storyline of that episode. It's just it it's just not good enough to get any higher on my list, which I feel like is what I'm gonna say for the next like four episodes. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was a fun time. Um honestly it probably could have ranked higher just because it had my favorite villain in it. Mm-hmm. But that's where it sits in my list. Okay. Um your number ten. Is Bewitched bothered and bewildered okay and similar to you i just happened to like the rest of the episodes a little bit more sure i didn't hate bewitched bothered and bewildered it wasn't very memorable to me It was weird when all of the girls were chasing after Xander. Buffy's little, like, almost naked tease was really uncomfortable to watch. I do remember hating that scene. But, like, I didn't hate the episode by any means. Yeah, that's totally fair. I wonder if this is a, uh, a good example of like a difference in perspective of the male and female experience. I, I wonder if I would have disliked it more if I wasn't a man. Yeah. Uh, what was your quote from Inca Mummy Girl? My quote for Inca Mummy Girl was, oh, good. Xander! 
<laughs> yeah, Willow. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, my quote from um, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered is, might I have a word? Have a sentence, even. I do. I, I remember that from that episode, <laughs> and I liked it a lot, too. Yeah. I actually use that at work. Someone will be like, do you have a sec? And I'll be like, more than one, if you need. That's you know? funny. It's adorable, even. <laughs> Uh, are we moving on to number nine? Yeah, what's number nine for you? Funny enough, number nine is Killed by Death. The two that I had ranked higher, arguably significantly higher yeah. than me. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I didn't mind Derek Kinderstadt at all. I think there was a lot of debate between what actually happened in that episode, which made it kind of hard to put any higher. Yeah, there's a lot of like but, dream sequences and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I, I thought he was a fine villain. I didn't hate the hospital setting. The kids were whatever, you know, his. It was a fine episode. Yeah. My number nine is What's My Line? Oh, okay. I Not much higher than mine. Also, no, it's just two. a couple more higher. Yeah. So overall, our rankings are actually really similar. Very similar still. still. Yeah. You have ranked Surprise lower so far, and I have Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered lower. But the rest of them so far, we've all mentioned, I think. That's super interesting. Okay. So our our bottom 10, very, very similar. Yeah. Which just, which just speaks to the strength of the better half of this. Yeah. Yeah, season. I think so. Um, I don't. I think as we get closer to the top, they'll be different, but not too different. Yeah. What's my line? I really like as a pairing of episodes. I like the career day mentality and Buffy kind of questioning her future. I like becoming a cop. Well, <laughs> I like Kendra as a character a lot. You know, even though we only had her for a few episodes, I'm legitimately like I didn't care for Kendra at all, and I'm legitimately disappointed that we're not going to get more of her, which is weird to say. Yeah, but like. I just, I think I could have seen me growing to really enjoy her as a character if we got more of her. And just the fact that we're not going to is kind of a bummer. Yeah, but I think she's an interesting, I think the interesting dynamic is like realizing that there was more consequences to Buffy quote unquote dying than like just her trauma, you know, and. Something I wanted to bring up, I was thinking about this recording earlier today. I am incredibly curious, and obviously you're not going to say one way or the other, if Kendra dying is going to wake up another Slayer. Just because Buffy dying woke up her, like, even though mm-hmm. she came back, it would make a thousand percent sense if Kendra dying wakes up another Slayer. So, um, I guess if the show stays consistent, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how that goes. Yeah. I didn't think about that during the episode, but just as I was thinking about the show in my day-to-day, I thought about it. Sure. You're right. I'm not going to give you any sort of indication about <laughs> that. Yeah, obviously. That. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> But I just, I liked that whole thing. And I obviously really liked Willow and Oz interacting for the first time because this is like, there'd been a little bit of buildup to Oz being like, who's that girl? And then finally, like, they get to meet. And like, that was super mm. exciting for me. And, you know, it just, it was a fun. That's fair. I guess really, like, Oz and Willow's relationship is. A big driving factor in how you feel about these episodes. It's 100% and a huge driving factor. <laughs> I feel like when they like, I like it, but I, I don't think about it. Yeah. I guess is ultimately. And that's fair. I think I was just so excited at this point for Willow to not be interested in Xander anymore. That That's totally fair. That was old before it started. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. So that's where a lot of that comes from. Okay. What was your quote for Killed by Death? Oh, we know. Uh, Tact is just not saying true stuff. Oh, that's right. You did tell me that. Um, (laughs) My quote for what's my line is, all monkeys are French. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It makes sense that that's your line for that. I was just tickled. Completely tickled by Oz and Willow in that whole scene. I remember you enjoying it. Yeah. 
All right, number eight. I think we're going to have a big difference in this one. Uh-oh. Innocence. Okay. <laughs> yeah, about the reaction I expected. Um, Innocence just didn't speak to me as much as I think it does other people. It has a real strong, serious message. Yeah. But not one I need. <laughs> That's fine. That's the one where the judge is killed. Yeah. And that has a huge part in me wanting to rank it lower. Yeah. Like, I just hate how much of a disappointment the judge was. See, I do differ with you in that because I liked the rocket launcher. I like the rocket launcher. It needed to be four episodes later. Oh, yeah. I love that solution. I think it's really cool and uh, ingenuitive, but it just happened like immediately. And I needed a few, like at least one or two more episodes of the judge being this huge threat that they did not know what to do about and couldn't handle. And then they thought of the rocket launcher. The fact that it was like that this dude can't be fucking killed actually you know what i have an idea who cares at that point it's just i don't want to dog on the show subverting expectations too much because i think overall that's a net positive yeah but in this particular instance it just it frustrated me more than anything i i wanted to feel the power of the judge before he died sure and as cool as as an ending as he had I don't know what else I can say without just no. I think that myself. that's I think that that's true. So my number eight was the Dark Age. Okay, and I I really loved it. I loved recording it with Kyle. I liked that whole thing. But before this podcast, the Dark Age was one that I just like didn't even think about. You just skipped so, it and you want rewatched it. Yeah, well, because it didn't, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it was a Giles centric episode. And as a kid, I was kind of like, Psh, I don't care about adults, you know. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I'm watching this show as an adult, I have a harder time <laughs> relating, but I relate to that emotion. I know what yeah. you mean. So, um, That's funny. but I, I did like it this time. So it's a lot higher than it probably would have been previously. What's your quote from Innocence? Oh, it's one I actually quoted when we recorded Becoming. It's, uh, well, she's in the world, so that should work out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my quote from the Dark Ages, it's a first edition. And really, mm-hmm. it's the whole interaction between Jenny Calendar and Giles and how they, she was like messing with him. Yeah. But like I felt Giles' emotions so hard in that. Which is so funny because <laughs> like I kind of like, I don't know how to say this without sounding wrong. Books are made to be read, right? Mm-hmm. So like I'm not super stressed about keeping them in like a mint condition because I think that they're there to be loved. <laughs> That's hilarious to me coming from the guy who makes people wash their hands. Yeah, nothing can. <laughs> get greasy okay i don't care about damage i care about grease (laughs) but i i understand Um, that yeah um and i'm not saying i i understand the emotion of like this needs to stay pristine but it's so funny because i relate so much more to miss calendar in that scene because i would absolutely say the same thing joking pristine is different than like dog earring and highlighting and riding in and spilling coffee on yeah that's fair But like yeah. there's a, there's it's it's like I think it's common courtesy See, to like take care of someone else's stuff better. Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's OK to just do that shit to someone else's property. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I do. Um, I think a big part of that mentality for me comes from like the idea of did you buy a book to read it or did you buy it to resell it? Yeah. And the answer should always be that you bought it to read it. <laughs> True. Or but display it. Like, I, I understand say, the idea. Like, obviously, you I was going to say, it's, there's like, like, it's like comic books where you display it because of the, like, the edition. You yeah. like they, it. They are collector's items. They can be collector's items. I mean, there's a reason all of my Star Wars books up there are hardcover. Right? But that's why, like, I buy a special edition book for displaying purposes, and then I also have 
a reading a reading copy it's like we have special edition brandon sanderson books of like the special leather bound copies where like you're probably never even going to open because the oil on your fingers will damage the leather bound Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah, I mean, I we that. did and open I'm not them. Dog on that at all? I yeah. understand it. We did open them because they have like special artwork inside and stuff. But we wash our hands and we're very delicate about it. And we would obviously A never after my true heart. <laughs> we would never lend that out to people, right? You know. Whereas, like, we buy copies of those books just to like ha- have to lend to people, right? So I guess ultimately what it just comes down to is the idea of someone damaging a book doesn't affect me the way it does you because of that. Yeah. And that's fine. My number that's seven. That's I do respect your irony to me being the guy who makes <laughs> yes. you wash your hands before you touch anything I own. It was just kind of funny. My number seven is innocence. Okay. Not, <laughs> so not at all far from where that's why I, I like, put it. I like... That's what the tone was that you were like, you're going to be upset by this. Mine is innocence. And I looked at my list and I was like, I definitely thought you had innocence higher. We're literally one apart again. (laughs) That's funny. I, that said, this one is another one. I think you're going to put higher than me. What is yours? Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know that though. I know. I know it's like at least your top three. Maybe. Um, I'm confident it's at least your top three. I should say. I, again, just like what I said previously, I just... Actually, I'm confident I think it's at least your top two. Go on. I Like, Innocence is number seven because I like the last six so much more than Innocence. And that's weird, but it's true. I seasons, Season two is one of my favorite seasons, so a lot mm-hmm. of my favorites get low ranks, you know? Yeah, it's simply because there's when everything so when everything's so good. You, yeah, there's so many good ones. Yeah. So... It's like there's a worst song on Kill 'Em All or yeah. on Master of Puppets that yeah. doesn't mean it's bad. Right. Uh, what's your quote from Halloween? Uh, my quote from Halloween is, note his interesting take on the volunteer concept. <laughs> That's funny. I do remember that Halloween was like, I didn't love it as much as you did when we recorded. Yeah. And like, I remember I felt like you loved it so much. I was afraid to say it didn't resonate with me as well. And I think it was really cool and a cool concept. I just didn't. It was fine. By the time we get to season five of Angel, I hope that you will no longer be worried that just because I love an episode, I'll be upset if you don't love it. (laughs) Oh, it's no, that's not going to change. Oh, okay. I'm going to have a different opinion than you and you're going to hate me forever. And I know that. Well, I... (laughs) won't i'm just excited that we're watching the show so you know my quote from innocence is that's the ceiling also it's day that's spike talking to drusilla i do remember that all right what's your number six we're already number six god damn we are moving where are we my number six is phases my number six is also phases hell yeah Sometimes we can sync up. We've been synced up a lot I know, in this ranking, or it's, one it's, apart. It's so much harder to sync your number six than it is your number twenty, right? <laughs> That's like, true, I guess. like, yeah, we both think that episode was terrible, but like <laughs> this episode to be exactly five episodes better than it, yeah, like, that's more impressive. That's true. Um, I don't know. It's just good. It's it was a fun episode, but yeah, it, like, it was fun. It was Oz centric, which I think is a bonus for both of us. Yeah, I don't know what else there is to say on it. I mean, Kane dropped it down a few notches, probably. Yeah, Kane but... fucking sucked. I did hate him a lot. <laughs> 
but you had the satisfaction of knowing that everyone else also hated him. So yeah, um, um, and I, I guess I did get knocked down a couple notches because like I was frustrated with Willow and the yeah situation. I know that's a point of contention with the community, but whatever. Yeah, it's like, our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm gonna rank it where I want, obviously. Yeah. But oh, um, what what's your quote? My quote from Phases. He said he was going through changes, and then he started going through changes. <laughs> My quote is, is Jordy a werewolf? Uh-huh. And how long has that been going on? <laughs> I just really want to know what happened on the other end of that telephone. <laughs> like, I want to know more about Jordy and how he became a werewolf and, like, how many other people he's bitten at this point. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like a very irresponsible mother. <laughs> to an insane degree. <laughs> All right, what's your number five? My number five was The Dark Age. Okay. Which you already said was like near number nine or something. It was my number eight. That is like number nine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, the hard, the farther we go, the harder it is to think of things to say about him, but it's, there it is. It's my number five. That's fine. Um, my number five is passion. Okay. Word. Yeah. Like you said, there's not like a whole lot to say about it. I liked passion a lot, but yeah, I think we're in a weird section of the list right now where it's like the best of the good but not the best of the best. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your quote for the Dark Age? Uh, Cordelia talking to the cop. Oh, great. Can you help me get out of a ticket? It's totally bogus. It was a one-way street. I was going one way. <laughs> yes. I just remember that was the part where Kyle was like, Cordelia has terrible driving skills. <laughs> and obviously it resonated with yeah. me because I looked for it later. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite line in Passion is, sure, like... What would you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Willow just opens the door for Shadow. That, that was probably one of my favorite episodes, for, or scenes from that episode, too. Yeah. What's your number four? My number four is Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Okay, interesting. I think at this point, that is the biggest discrepancy we've had. So far, yes. Yeah. Um, I liked that episode a lot. Um, I think a big part of it is I've been a big proponent of... Zandilia. Zandilia, is what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Like, since it started. Like, yeah. since before it started. I, like, saw it coming, and I was ready for it, and then it happened, <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah. So, like... Uh, just that it culminated in this, and I mean, it brought back Amy, which was cool because it referenced season one, but also, like, it just brought back, like, some shit I like. It was mm -hmm. cool that it referenced it. It was cool. I'm a fan of witches and witchcraft anyway. It was fun to see the way the storyline played out. It just, overall, I really, really enjoyed that episode, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Which was one of the reasons when you ranked it so low, I was like, I wonder if that's, like, a male-female difference thing. Yeah. Because you were, like, disappointed by... The Buffy scene. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I was too, but I just forgot about it. Right. Because there was so much else around the episode that I enjoyed that it kind of negated that out. Yeah. And that's totally fair. Like, I mean, it brought back Harmony. It brought back Amy. You know, it mm -hmm. was a fun episode. It was. And yeah. And it like, the, it was also the episode where Cordelia really like solidified her new position, personality, yeah. position, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So yeah, it was just good. That's okay. really all I have to say on it. It was good. Um, my number four is I only have eyes for you. Okay. Okay. And I'm I'm surprised that your ranking of that episode is higher than mine because I remember me and Rain talking about how good it was and you being like, I'm neutral on it. We haven't even got there yet. Yeah. Me. That's funny. But I I love that episode, obviously. It's in my top four. My last three episodes I just liked a little bit more, but it's a really good episode. It was the episode that got Angel his own show. So Is it? That's cool. I didn't 
know that. A- another thing I learned from the Becoming Buffy podcast is that his range of playing Angelus and Grace is when Joss Whedon was like, that guy could carry his own show. Hmm. And so... Good for him. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was season two because I'd watched interviews and read transcripts and things like that. And it was like mentioned in his biography, I think. But I knew that season two, the, the shift from Angel to Angelus is what made him decide to give Angel his own show. But I didn't realize that it was this particular episode. But it makes sense because he had to do a lot of acting right in this episode. That's very true. And it was beautiful. I love the forgive aspect. I just, I love that episode so much. Yeah. So, And I mean, in our episode on it, I did bring up that like, it made sense that like Sarah Michelle Gellar and David Boreanaz's acting was so much better than the all other the other ones. people who played that mm-hmm. um, scene. So the fact that like his elevated acting got him his own show actually makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Uh, what was your quote from Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered? I'm about to blackmail you, so I thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> My, really, that whole interaction. Yeah, it was a done, lot of fun. Yeah. My quote for I Only Advise for You is to forgive as an act of compassion, Buffy. I mean, the whole one, but I just wrote that first part. The whole thing that Giles says to Spike. Yeah, you or, look a lot oh more passionate scenes than I do. That Giles says to Buffy. Do what you meant. So did everyone else, I promise. <laughs> Giles does not say to Spike to forgive as an act of compassion because Spike is not very forgiving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I want to see that AU. <laughs> All right. What's your number three? My number three is I only have eyes for you. Okay. So it just barely beat your just barely beat it out. Yeah. Um. I guess I. I mean, maybe I said in our episode that I felt neutral towards it, but like there was a lot to like about that episode. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like the monster of the week being a ghost is extra terrifying to me, which adds to the horror aspect of this being a horror show. Mm-hmm. All of the like, it's so such a cool concept of an episode to see all these people reenacting the same scene. The way it got finalized, like honestly, if they didn't have something bigger and better planned, I think this should have been how he got his soul back. Like, yeah. it's There was a lot of good to be said about that episode. Yeah, uh, and you did mention that. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe you liked the episode, I, but I just think, not as much as me and Rain said that we liked it. I don't remember. I think that's a more accurate description. I liked it, but you guys were like a little bit over the top with how much you liked it. Not in an insulting way, but... No, yeah. Well, because I knew I Only Have Eyes for You as an episode I wanted a guest on, because yeah. I was like, it's such a good episode yeah you know so yeah and i i did very much enjoy that episode uh my number three was becoming okay honestly these these last three i really struggled with my ranking i was not sure and i'm still not sure that it's powerful but because i adore becoming becoming is really what like like dean said in our episode becoming is where like if you watch becoming and you don't enjoy it you don't feel anything you're not watching buffy or you're not like you're not into Buffy. Yeah, Buffy's not the show for you. Exactly. That's, how, that's how I meant it, too. It just, it, it felt so emotional for me the first time and the most recent time that I watched it, you know? And that just, like, empty feeling of, of hopelessness that Buffy feels at the end that you can just really imagine. The tragicness of, of Angel getting his soul just in time for her to have to kill him. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really love the flashbacks where we get to see Angel turn into a vampire. Whistler was a cool character. Just everything about it. I just Joyce obviously brings it down. That scene between Buffy and Joyce was very difficult to watch and heartbreaking. Obviously, it's super important to have, mm-hmm. I feel. But, you know, it just hurts you inside a little bit. So, yeah, um, it's my number three. Okay. Excellent. What was your quote for I Only Have Eyes for You? It's Willow talking shit to Xander. She says, did Cordy win another round in the broom closet? (laughs) You're just a big ball of funny, Will. (laughs) 
That's a good scene. Uh, what's your quote from Becoming? No weapons, no friends, no hope. Take all that away, and what's left? Me. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's a powerful line. That's my favorite quote, probably from season two. That was my like Facebook cover photo for like the longest time, was Buffy holding the sword in her hand, like clasped between her hands, looking up at him, and that quote above her is like a very popular picture, I think. And I just, I love it. I love how... That that really does sum up where she's at. She's got she had no weapons, she had no friends, she had no hope because she had she was there to kill her love, you know. Yeah. And absolutely. At the end of the day, she had herself, and it was what allowed her to overcome everything. Yes. Yeah, so definitely. Now it's time for the top two. The top two. <laughs> What's your number two? Passion. Okay. Which I. Th- think is yours too if i've done my math right no oh, i i said oh. passion was my number five was it all right i just don't remember you saying it then so, uh passion was just a dope episode it really was i don't know i think it really solidified angelus's character and what we know about him and really brought it all to a culmination his broken up monologue throughout the episode was just really touching yeah it was a heavy drama episode yeah which is interesting because usually that's not for me but yeah i i mean when it's done right it's done right and yeah I, I was a fan yeah surprise is my number two okay it's Buffy's wow birthday i okay. i usually skip straight to surprise if i don't like want to skip around like surprise is where the, sh- the show starts for me in a lot of ways there's no way you skip halloween if i don't want to skip around sometimes really? like yeah i don't um, know that that blows my mind but okay go on t- talk about surprise it just it i love buffy's birthday i love oz finding out i love the interaction between oz and willow i love the interaction between xander and cordelia i love angel and buffy like all of my couples are together together in surprise okay. and it's really the it's, only episode where my couples are all together because giles the shipping episode yeah giles has jenny willow has oz xander has cordelia buffy has angel and everything is great okay. <laughs> and spike has Drusilla. <laughs> okay i guess i wouldn't have noticed on my first watch through yeah because like i didn't know all of those couples or anything right but it makes sense on like your 600th watch through why that would it just stand out so much yeah it's just fun i love the ring that an angel gives buffy um i do remember not caring It's a real ring that's like traditional among Irish people. So it was beautiful. I like the judge for all that he was kind of a letdown. I think he was a fun little mini monster, you know? So yeah, see the fact that he's a mini monster is my problem <laughs> with him. <laughs> and I think I was just so desensitized to, oh, this is a big evil that we have to stop because that's kind of Buffy's thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, is fighting evil. So how big it was didn't affect me at all. That's why like the Order of Taraka, I was kind of like, whatever you know because they made that a big deal too and then it wasn't i I forgot about the order of taraka (laughs) and i hated that too you did um maybe i'm just too used to other shows where like when they build something up it like matters for a while like because like i wouldn't have cared if they didn't build it up but they do they make it sound like it's gonna end the world so the fact that it lasts for an hour just takes the wind out of my sails yeah but i totally feel what you're saying for surprise and like why all the bonuses make it your number two episode for yeah Oh, and that was something I was going to bring up for Becoming, so I'm going to backtrack a little bit. But you were talking about how, like, overall it's a net positive when they defy your expectations. Becoming does that because you were like, obviously Angel's going to get his soul back, and he did, but then she had to kill him. 
Yes, and I liked that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I take those letdowns, like the judge not actually being that scary. I take those and I just weigh them against stuff like that. And I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. Because I'd rather have the judge get killed by a rocket launcher an episode in so that we can have Buffy dealing with the pain and drama of Angelus for the rest of the season than, like, have them drag it out for the sake of, like, oh, they built him up. Yeah, that's totally fair. I think I just would rather them not build him up. Yeah, and that's fine. I don't, I, that's something that's just we differ. Yeah. You know? Um, and I mean, like, it's kind of funny because I did say that it's a net positive when they define my expectations. But honestly, like thinking about it for this show, I think it's been a net negative because of all the letdowns. And like, usually that's a thing I like. And like them doing it and becoming was a huge positive for me. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that she had to kill Angelus, like was her angel at that point was like heartbreaking. And I did love that. Yeah. But the order of Taraka, Angelus, the anointed one, even the anointed one was like a net zero yeah because it was a bonus for spike and a negative for the anointed one see but i liked the fact that they turned it on its ear and made the anointed one actually not that big of a deal because he was a big deal in the first season because he led buffy to the master yeah see like they made this like little kid seem like he was going to be the most evil thing in the world and i wanted to see that yeah and instead i didn't get to see it see it's so i feel like it's just a bunch of broken promises yeah i guess is ultimately what it comes down to the judge is going to be a fucking badass who's gonna even Chelsea, like, she played it so well. I was so impressed with her when she was like, yeah, eventually he's going to be able to sap the life out of people from a distance. And as much as she, like, made me not think he was going to die the next episode, he did do that for 30 seconds and then it didn't matter. So I was like, okay, like, why why have him here? Yeah. And, like, the same can even be said for, um, Akathla. Yeah. They were like, he's gonna suck all of the world into hell. And then, like, he had, like, the slowest moving portal in the world for half a second. And then Angel got stabbed and, like, sucked in and that was all that mattered. And it's like, that's, I, the Akathla one was definitely less dramatic than the other ones I've listed. But all of those have been letdowns for me. Because I want to see the evil and destruction before Buffy can stop it. Interesting. I don't want to just because trivializing it doesn't make Buffy seem stronger. It makes the evil seem weaker. Okay. And I don't like that. See, and I think that I just am different from you in that regard because like that's what I like about Buffy is like the monsters are not the main plot point. It's always about the characters and what they're experiencing. And so that's why the monsters get kind of thrown in there and taken out because they don't matter as much as like the character development and what the what the main group is experiencing yeah i get that like i said like i think the biggest thing is just that they build it up if they didn't build it up to be a world ending calamity the fact that she took care of it right away wouldn't bother me because like i'm fine with the fact that she took out empata right away i was fine when she took out the demon from my robot eugene right away it's the amount of stock they put into it beforehand that carries the weight that takes my the wind out of my sails. Well, and with the judge specifically, I feel like the reason for it is because they wanted the reveal of Angelus being the big bad to come as a complete shock. So I mean, the anointed yeah, the anointed one was supposed to be the big bad, and then you're like, maybe it's Spike, maybe it was this judge. Boom, no, it's Angelus. And so and, I mean, that effect worked. I yeah. didn't see that coming at all, and that's de- that was definitely a positive. I was a huge fan of not seeing the Angelus thing coming and when it happened being like oh shit okay yeah there was just collateral damage involved with it I guess is ultimately what I'm trying to say yeah and the judge's main purpose was to show that 
Angelus had zero humanity left in him. Yeah. Like, they did that, and they were like, cool, we don't need him anymore. (laughs) You know? And I mean, I, like, as, like, a character-driven, like, watcher, like, I do like how character-focused the show is. Mm Mm-hmm. I just need... You wish that they did both. Yeah. And that's fine. Maybe I'm greedy. I don't... I I don't... I I think that that's fine. If I've been paying attention, your number one is Becoming. If I've been paying attention, your number one is Halloween. Yes. All right. We did it. Awesome. We have brains. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did that in the first season and it was fun. So I wanted to do it in the yeah. second season. Didn't I get it wrong in the first season? Maybe. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> kind of dumb. <laughs> but yeah, my number one was Becoming. There might be some recency bias to it. Yeah. Like, I just watched the episode. I honestly, like, having Dean here to talk about it raised it a lot. Like, yeah. just the... He did that with Prophecy Girl, too. I know. He, your <laughs> husband's really good at analyzing media <laughs> in a way that makes me respect it more. And I know for a fact I do the same thing to him. So yeah. it's just what it is. But even without him, I think I really liked the episode. They just... This show is fucking good at nailing its finales. Yeah. It really built up to everything that was going on. Um, I mean, like... Even for all the trash I talked about not caring when Kendra died and not liking the fight between Buffy's parents, I, it still felt so fucking real at the end when she had to kill Angelus, mm-hmm. the angel, because he... He wasn't Angelus anymore at that point. Yeah, and like I said, the way I personally took it to mean that she didn't have to kill him, she just had to make him bleed, but she chose to do it anyway. And I mean, as much as I fucking hated Joyce, it's so real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not an X-Men fan if I don't fucking also love when Bobby Drake had to have that same conversation with his parents. Like, yeah. it's, that's just what it's about. So she was in the wrong, but you just, you have to have that. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. Like, obviously I didn't like that part. So it dropped becoming down to number three. But again, I could have easily put it at number one. I was yeah. really on the fence about it. It just raises a conversation you have to have as a society. And if it's doing its job, it's making people who would be on Joyce's side their question, the way they feel yeah. about the world. So as much as I hated her in that scene, it needed to happen. And yeah. it was written so fucking well well and they did a really good job of showing the regret that she felt instantaneously when Buffy ran away yeah and ending on a note such a downer note of Buffy having to run away after killing the love of her life not even saying goodbye to her friends and her friends are like oh she'll she'll show up eventually right she has to it's I don't know it's Empire Strikes Back of Buffy like yeah it's so good it's rough yeah it's rough in a really good way it was a good episode yeah there was no question I don't think I could put anything above becoming in season two yeah well i did obviously halloween was my number one like you said i Mm -hmm. love halloween halloween was a huge willow episode i love buffy's dress it was fun to willow did not die she did die though like (laughs) i'm sorry everyone disagrees with you because willow totally died and i think i might be alone on my hill (laughs) i I think that that's (laughs) i think that's how she got her witchy powers which came in real handy in becoming that is a cool theory And I just think that be careful what you wish for is a really cool thing. Ethan Rain, I talked about how I really enjoy him as a supporting villain. We got introduced to Ripper from Giles's past, which is fun. It was it was the one episode where it was the first episode where Xander was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> 
because he wasn't himself i think we said in the episode when we recorded it but (laughs) that sounds um, right yeah (laughs) it also i think was just i don't know i just really like the episode and so i do usually start at surprise but i also nine times out of well eight so one time out of ten i'll watch the show from start to finish one time out of ten i'll start at surprise and then eight times out of ten i watch halloween and then jump to surprise (laughs) so you know and you skip episode one entirely almost every time yeah the season one is what I meant to say. Yeah. And for no other reason than just like, I want to get to the goods. You know what I mean? So how that makes sense. Halloween and season two as a whole, we're just, it's just, it's my top, it's peak Buffy for me. So I do think it's really interesting that when we got into season two, you told me repeated and through season two, you've told me repeatedly that season two is peak Buffy for me. Yeah. And yet you still skip half of it on a rewatch. Yeah. Over I, half, because Surprise is episode 12. Yeah, I, and I did notice that when I was, like, writing it out. I was like, it's insane that I that Surprise happens so late, because I always imagine it as being early in the season. I mean, f- I guess from Surprise to the end, you have the same amount as season one, right? Yeah, so. That makes sense. It's just funny to think about. Yeah. What was your quote from Becoming? Uh, Willow saying, I've been researching the black arts for fun, or uh, educational fun. (laughs) My quote from Halloween is, yeah, still, I think I'd prefer being able to vote. Which is funny that Willow is both the both quotes for number, number one ones. episodes. Yeah. But yeah, we'll go straight into our pop quiz here. And I want to start. I mean, you kind of already said that you liked season two a lot better than season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of my pop quiz questions was season one versus season two. What did you think? So overall, I think that season two is better. I think it's a peaks and valleys thing, though. I think the lows for season two are so much lower than they were for season one. But the highs are so much higher. I think I think there are a couple episodes in season one that I liked enough to where I would like if I had to rank everything and I mean I'd have a really hard time doing that because it's been so long since we watched season one but like the upper echelons of my season one ranking I think would be mixed in with my upper season two episodes well and that was my next question is so I Robot You Jane was your number one for season one would you rank that above or below Becoming I would definitely rank it below Becoming Okay, because obviously I put Prophecy Girl as my number one and I would put it below Halloween. I Um, honestly think I would put it below Becoming and I don't want to mix in all of the season one episodes. But I I think if I had to rank in if I had to mix season one into this ranking, I I would put that at number five above the Dark Age, but below Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered. So it's still pretty high up there. Mm -hmm. Top five, but number five. Yeah, I think those four beat it out. Yeah. I think I honestly I think I would put Prophecy Girl which was my number 1 I think above Innocence but below Phases so it would be like my number 7 Our bottom uh, one I think both of us put the pack as our num- as our lowest in season 1 Ooh Would you put that above or below Go Fish That's a tough question I think I'd put it above Go Fish but I'd put it below Bad Eggs I ah, see I'm having a but hard like, time I mean that's like kind of like a in the moment answer. If yeah. I had time to think about it, I don't know if I'd stick with that. But. Yeah, I am honestly trying to decide if I would put it above or below bad eggs, but I do think it's above go fish. Yeah, it would definitely be below when she was bad. So it, no matter what, it's my bottom three. Yeah, it would be below killed by death for me because killed by death and when she was bad were episodes we didn't like, but they weren't episodes we were repulsed by. Exactly. <laughs> 
And the pack was another one we were repulsed by. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. My next question is, who do you think will be the main characters in season three? Like, who do I think is going to come back? Well, regularly. Yeah. So like I've asked you to to skip the cast in the theme. Mm -hmm. But when you watch it on episode two of season three, who do you think will appear in the main credits? I mean, Buffy, obviously. I have a hard time not thinking Xander, Willow and Giles will. I want to include Cordelia in that, but a large part of that is the fact that I've seen promotional material for Angel that has Cordelia in it. Okay. So I feel like she can't just fall off the face of the earth because <laughs> she's going to be in that show. Like, I've seen Angel comics and she's on the covers of them. Sure. The people I've listed plus Oz, because I know Oz is going to be back. Okay. That, that's that's my answer. Okay, cool. Obviously, I can't just invent new characters that I no, think are yeah. going to show up. It, I guess I, I felt like out of season two was kind of implied, yeah. but... I guess I think Spike and Drusilla are going to show up too. Yeah. I, yeah, there's no way their story's over. But do you think that they're going to be, like, main characters? I do, yeah. Okay, cool. I have a part of me thinks I'm going to be bummed out if they're not. Okay. But we'll see. Next question. What's Buffy's address? Oh, you bitch. <laughs> it's a recall from season one. It's yeah. my, my only recall from season one, and I feel oh a little God. sad that I didn't do more prep work. I remember putting so much focus on the fact that I was like, this is a random fact, and I'm going to fucking remember it, and I don't. I have no idea. It is 1630 Ravello Drive. <laughs> I'm going to miss that next time you ask, too. We'll see. I'm so upset right now. Well, That's my own undoing. <laughs> yeah. The last question is actually a series of questions. We're going to play some Kiss, Mary Kill. Okay. Bringing that back. All right. Your first choices. Drusilla, Darla, and Joyce. I don't like this question. <laughs> I'm going to kiss Drusilla, kill Darla, marry Joyce. That's my ranking too. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Drusilla's insane, but I feel like she'd probably be a good kisser. Yeah. You saw what she was doing to Giles a couple <laughs> yeah. episodes ago. Joyce obviously is the only not evil one right and it just leaves darla for murder yeah <laughs> plus she's already dead yeah, so yeah really like what it is is drusilla's the one i could see being good at kissing and joyce is the one that won't murder me that said i wouldn't want to really marry joyce either i'm not a big fan of joyce but but drusilla did make it clear that if she thought she was in love with you she'd turn you into a vampire because she was going to do that to xander and be wished bothered and bewildered that's true well, that makes it tempting <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to be a vampire or not. All right, next trio. Buffy, Willow, and Cordelia. (laughs) I think I'm going to kiss Buffy, marry Willow, kill Cordelia. That's also my answer. Interesting. I'm curious. I don't know. Now I'm starting to second guess how hard this is. (laughs) I am definitely having to think about these answers. Yeah. They might be like to the point where like if you think about it enough, there's an obvious answer. I don't know. I mean, like the thing is like of the three, I'm the most attracted to Buffy, right? So like I personally am going to pick kiss her. I just like willow the most personality what i mean i guess i really like the personality of all three of them yeah i I don't know i could be swayed to change it but that's naturally where i land all right next trio spike angel and xander kiss spike marry angel kill xander interesting i'm gonna be blown away if you don't kill xander (laughs) oh really yeah just fucking hate xander i don't hate xander oh i feel like i am an xander enthusiast all things considered i guess you just talk about how people hate xander enough to where my brain (laughs) thinks that i I hate him. Well, I guess the last couple episodes you've talked a lot of shit about Xander because he's been an ass. Well, because he like, doesn't like Angel. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just that's that's where my head was. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I understand that you don't hate Xander. Mine is kiss Xander, marry Angel, kill Spike. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> 
Because for all the smack we've talked about Xander, I've definitely talked more smack about Spike. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Again, I actually, like, I know in our episode, or in our episodes previously. He doesn't even listen to her. I know I've said that like Spike could have died in this season, but I don't actually believe that because he's an interesting character. He's just not for me, and I think that that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. As far as my taste in men goes, Spike's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine too. All right, your next three. I mean, Mary had married. Maybe I'd marry Xander just to not deal with the chance of of Angel becoming jealous because I would not be able to handle that. <laughs> I just I love the way you said that. Like, like he loses his soul once a month, and you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> from the freaking closet i would need to stock up for sure (laughs) there you go not as not all of them are as easy as you were all right right. your next pairing there's giles spike and oz i'm marrying oz for sure he's just the best of the three i agree i'm not super convicted in it but i think i'm gonna kiss spike and kill giles wow i know (laughs) i feel rude saying it out loud but that's where i landed mine is definitely kiss giles marry oz and kill spike yeah i'm not surprised all right next three Kendra, Jenny, and Joyce. Kiss Kendra, marry Jenny, kill Joyce. I think I'm the same. Yeah, I've been notably not a fan of Joyce since like day one. <laughs> yeah. And I am a big fan of Jenny. So. <laughs> and that leaves Kendra, who I'm cool with. Yeah. All right, last trio. Ethan, Snyder, and Spike. Oh my God. I guess I'm going to kiss Ethan, marry Spike, and kill Snyder. <laughs> I don't want any part of this though. <laughs> Mine is very but similar I, to I yours. I have to kill Snyder. I can't. Yeah, mine is similar to yours. I would kiss Spike, marry Ethan, and kill Snyder. Yeah. I guess, ultimately, I feel like I'm going to get more out of the marriage to Spike before I am ultimately betrayed and murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Which will happen with <laughs> I just don't want to deal with Snyder every day, you know? No, and he's dying no matter what. There's no... If I could take one thing out of any of those six questions, it's can I kill Snyder, please? <laughs> Well, we're going to take this opportunity to mention that I'm going to put those on our social media and we want you to give us your answers. You got to love the KMKs. Yeah, they're fun. KMKs are fun. Last thing we're going to do before season two is finished is I'm going to list the minor characters that we've seen that have not died and you're going to tell me whether or not you want to see them again and whether or not you think we will see them again. That's right. I remember doing this for season one. Yes. Number one, Hank Summers. I do want to see him again. I think we will. I specifically want to because I want to see him grow a better relationship to Buffy and I think he will because he's her dad and it's going to be weird if we don't see him. He's been in two episodes so far out of two seasons yeah i'm just saying like as the show goes on she needs to reconnect with her dad number two eric slash chris i don't want to see either of them again because i don't even really remember either of them that well and i don't think we will because they were very minor characters okay sheila the vampire i could have sworn she died so i don't think we're gonna see her again I think she ran away i think buffy staked somebody and she watched her stake somebody and she ran out of the school I don't think we saw her again, but I could be wrong there. I don't particularly want to see her again. I won't be, like, disappointed if we do. Like, neutral, I guess. But I don't think we will. Devin. I don't really care if we see him again or not, but we probably will. Okay. Richard. Dick. Yeah, I I remember not liking him, so I don't want to see him again, and I don't think we will. Okay. Tom. Same answers. Jonathan. I do think we'll see Jonathan again. And, I mean, I'm more neutral on it than anything, but I guess I want to. Okay. He brings enough joy to my life to where I won't <laughs> complain if he shows up again. 
Larry. I don't think we will, but I wouldn't mind if we did. Ethan. Ethan Rain. Yeah. Uh, I do think we will. Uh, with as much buildup as he had in season two, I think it'd be weird if we didn't. And I do want to see him again. Yeah. Okay. I want to see more of Giles' backstory, and I'm sure he'll be accompanying that. Diego. I don't care if we see him again or not, and I don't think we will. Okay. Chantrell. It's a fucking ridiculous name. It's the same answer. I don't care if we do, but I don't think we will. Okay. Willie. Actually, I would like to see him again. Okay. I kind of like the idea of like the like he's alive or a human or something, but has like information on the underbelly. I don't think we will, but I I liked him enough to where I would like to. Tector slash Lyle. I don't remember which one of them died at the end and which one of them lived. Uh, well, I definitely don't think we're gonna see him again if you don't even remember which one's still alive. Well, um, I mean, if it was up to me, I'd probably see the living one again. They made me laugh. Um, I don't think we will. Okay, but, but I'd be. I, I would. I'll put them in the yes category. Kane. I think we will, but fuck Kane. God, I hated him. <laughs> okay. I don't want to, but I think we will. Ryan. Oh, no, I definitely don't think we'll see him again. I don't care if we do or not. Okay. Whistler. I do think we'll see Whistler again. I would like to see him again, and I think we will. And the last one, Amy. I don't think we'll see her again, but I sure would like to. Cool. Every episode she's been in, I think, has ranked high on my list. <laughs> There's no reason for me not to want to see her again. Well, that concludes season two. Do you have any final thoughts on season two? Anything you want to say? Uh, no, anything I wanted to say, I think I sprinkled into this episode where I found the chance to. Like I said, ultimately it was good. I'm enjoying the show. Looking forward to season three and eventually Angel. <laughs> <laughs> like nine years or whenever we get there. Yeah, not quite nine years, but... Really? Season three of Buffy's not going to last us nine years? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's going to feel like it. It's going to last us about 44 weeks. Just under if a year. If we're doing every other week as we have been. All right. Well, Stosh, I'd like to take a moment to recognize that you lost the bet with yourself. What was the bet? That none of the season one cliffhanger-y things ever get brought up again. It's only one, isn't it? It's just the witch. The witch one. Being stuck in the... God damn it. <laughs> Oz ruined that for you. It means Seth Green need to throw hands. <laughs> So yeah, so we will be recording season three, episode one shortly. And until then, if you would like to get a hold of us, you can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Jim Canceled Pod, or you could email us at Jim's Canceled Pod at gmail.com. And until then, stay sunny, Slayers. I think I chose to kiss Spike, marry Oz, kill Giles.